Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Daily Friend Wrap. I'm your host, Nicholas Lorimer, joined today by Mr. Marius Ruit. Let's get into the news of today. And the first one is the result of several by-elections around the country, uh, which have produced some interesting results, which uh, in our pre-show discussion, Marius, I think correctly described as confirming a lot of trends. So there was a by-election in KZN in a municipality east of uh, the, the places of the municipality around Richards Bay. The question was east of uh, Richards Bay in the township there. The previous uh, ward councillor was an ANC ward councillor and he resigned after an assassination attempt on him that failed. He did survive it, but he understandably didn't really want to hold the position anymore. And the IFP managed to storm to victory here. They previously got 23% in this ward, while the ANC won it with 63%. The EFF came in third with 10%. Um, and this time, the EFF was reduced to 1%, the ANC down to 46%, and the IFP shot up to 53%. So a 30-point jump, which is a pretty impressive one and suggests that uh, the, IFP, the IFP is continuing on its moves in KZN. Also, it's the first election since the death of Mangasutu Putalezi and the IFP to won this big victory. Uh, additionally, in Northwest, um, uh, around Wormannstraat, there was a, a ward which was contested by the ANC and EFF. Uh, the e EFF was pretty strong here, but this time they actually managed to knock the ANC out and take the ward by a pretty slim margin. This was also competing against the Patriotic Alliance, who managed 9% in this ward. Uh, the ANC lost to both of them, going down from 63% to 44% of the votes. So that's pretty bad loss in them. And in a Limpopo ward, the ANC managed to hold on to it, but its vote share dropped from 85% to 65%. This is in like very deep rural Limpopo. And the EFF jumped from 13% to 35% of the vote. There were a couple of other wards which were contested, which the ANC held and held fairly comfortably without any kind of interesting news about them. But, um, Marius, it looks like the trends that we've been seeing across the country are, are sort of continuing where the ANC, it's strong in some of its rural areas, places like the Eastern Cape, but it's really being chipped away in parts of the Platinum Belt and especially in KZN. What do you make of all this? Yeah, so I was looking at it a bit earlier, but my reckoning, this is the ninth award that the IFP has won of the ANC in KwaZulu-Natal uh, since the 2021 local government elections. Uh, so and it's also the uh, northern KwaZulu-Natal has uh, always traditionally been uh, the IP's stronger area, but it's also starting to make inroads in southern KwaZulu-Natal. Uh, you know, places where it used to get only like five times in the vote is you know winning wards, and I think uh, it's, we're seeing. Uh, uh, sorry for that noise. <laughs> uh, it's from that's what happens when we live in the East Rand. Uh, anyway, uh, we're seeing some. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, Confirming some trends, the ANC is in big trouble in KwaZulu Natal, I think. Uh, but also something else that uh, we that we should uh, have a look at is how well the PA did in uh, that ward, which the EFF won. It won ten percent of the vote in the local government election. The PA didn't win a single vote in that ward. And also, I was having a look at the demographics. According to the last census, that ward is ninety nine percent made up of uh, Black South Africans. So generally, the PA is seen as kind of uh, you know a party for coloured people or is going to push coloured interests. But it did pretty well. That ward got about 10%. And uh, I was having a look. There's it's only a handful of wards. So it's still a small, quite a small sample. But there have been two or three wards where the PA stood in by-elections and wards where it's 
you know, almost uh, completely made up of uh, black South Africans, where the PA is getting 10 to 20% of the vote. So the PA, you know, might actually uh, do well outside of what, you know, the, the received wisdom is that uh, the PA is kind of a colored interest party, but could do well, it could surprise us in some places, and it looks like Northwest could be one of those places. And I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that the PA is definitely going to Parliament next year. And if the ANC goes under 50%, I think the PA could quite likely be a coalition partner for the ANC uh, to get it over that 50% line. So maybe get ready for Gator McKenzie being the Minister of Finance or something next year. I don't know. Or Deputy President, I guess. Um, yeah, very interesting. It does seem, though, that the general trend of the ANC running into a lot of trouble in various parts of the country is continuing, still holding strong in some places, but in other places they, I think, are going to really be sweating. Okay, let's move on to our next story, and this is chaos in the city of Johannesburg. I mean, that's we're no stranger to that. There's been an awful lot of that, but uh, things have kind of, I think, come to a bit of a crisis, and that's really well encapsulated disaster currently going on around the Joburg Council and Metro Center. So the city of Joburg Council did not have a sitting yesterday on Wednesday because there was no electricity. There was also a water outage in the same sort of building complex, which holds most of the municipal officials, the Metro Center building in Bromfontein. The speaker, who is from COPE, um, Colin, uh, Colleen Mokabule, says that the city has looked into other venues, but they were all booked out at the time, so they weren't able to hold them in another place. And they can't hold a virtual meeting because of load shedding and too many councillors would not be able to attend because their houses won't have electricity. Uh, and that it was too expensive to get some external uh, venue. Uh, the building, the metro center next to the city council has recently suffered a fire, which saw parts of it evacuated and many of the officials having to work from home. Uh, the city manager uh, and the head of the Johannesburg Property Company had a press conference scheduled for Tuesday to discuss the fire and all the chaos going on at Metro Center. And that got cancelled and it doesn't seem to have been rescheduled. So uh, to make matters even worse, problems are exacerbated by the fact that the city of Johannesburg's internal email system is apparently down. And so they are having difficulty in resolving some of these problems because city officials can't communicate with each other. This, Marius, I could not think of a better sort of microcosm to explain the problems in Johannesburg than what is going on with the city's offices themselves. What do you make of this? What can you say? I mean, it's actually, it's just pathetic. That's what it is. And uh, as I was saying to you before the show, uh, our boss, uh, John Andrews, he shared an article that was written by Peter Bruce uh, this morning in Business Day. And uh, He's just talking about the ANC, but he refers to Warren Gatland, who's the rugby coach of uh, Wales. And Warren Gatland's kind of philosophy is just do the basics right, and the rest of the stuff will kind of start falling into place. The ANC can't do the basics right, and nor can the Johannesburg City Council. And uh, I mean, this is just so, so telling. I mean, if the internal email system has broken down, you can't even communicate with the other people in the organization. I mean, that's in, in a modern organization now, it's you know, email is one of the lifebloods of an organization. If your email doesn't work, you can have uh, quite a few problems, I think. So just, you know, it's the chickens coming home to roost. It's been, corners been cut for too long. Maintenance hasn't been done. And I think it's just a microcosm, as you say, of what's happening in Johannesburg. If people had done the fairly easy uh, routine work when it needed to be done, you wouldn't have these problems. You know, just maintaining things, making sure things aren't breaking down. That wasn't done. So what happens... Five or ten years later, you have much bigger problems, which cause 
much bigger and which cost a lot more to fix. And that's what we're seeing now. And this is actually, I mean, it's just pathetic. I mean, Johannesburg, for all its faults, is still an important entity in South Africa. I mean, its budget's probably bigger than some provinces, I would imagine. And still one of the most important cities, not just in South Africa, but in the continent. And but just falling to rack and ruin just because the people who run it, num number one, don't care. And I think don't have the skills. And I think just, you know, Cabela Guamanda, the mayor, he's also just a microcosm of this. You know, he's somebody who's certainly not fit for the job. He doesn't know what's going on. He's just a puppet for nefarious interests. And, you know, and we mustn't forget, he was put there by the ANC and EFF. So, I mean, he's from a party that didn't even win 1% of the vote in the last local government election. He is there because of this ANC-EFF coalition. People mustn't forget that. Exactly. It's a really shocking state of affairs. And as a resident of Joburg, it really does feel like the city is in the worst crisis that I've ever seen it in in my entire life, where, and I've lived here my whole life. Um, okay, let us move on to our last story. And the ANC's acting chairperson in Ekroleni uh, has complained about the coalition with the EFF. Um, the ANC and Ekroleni in particular has been complaining about the coalition with the EFF for quite a while now. Uh, the chairperson said that the EFF is trying to govern the city in silos and that they are in charge of all of the key portfolios of the, of the Metro's mayoral committees. He said, quote, we can't be in a collective agreement and we continue to be hostile to each other. Even at a local level, there is a manner in which we ought to engage each other. He also said that there is apparently no framework or guideline for their coalition, despite being it existing for sort of six months. Um, and he said, unless changes are made, service delivery would be affected by the disputes. Well, that's definitely been happening, I think, in Johannesburg. Um, but, Maurice, it's interesting that we keep getting this story about how the local ANC is very unhappy with the EFF, and yet things don't seem to change. What do you make of all this? Yeah, I think it shows you that there's quite a lot of tension between the ANC and EFF, and that's why I'm, I'm not sure that an ANC-EFF coalition after the elections next year, if, if the ANC falls under 50%, is a done deal. I think, uh, as I said, there's a lot of tension between the two parties. And I think a lot of people in the ANC are uncomfortable working with the EFF, especially when, uh, you know, they're so hostile to President Ramaphosa. And I think a lot of people in the ANC know that the EFF and what it stands for would be absolutely disastrous for South Africa. Of course, there's other people in the ANC who think what the EFF stands for is pretty good and we should actually implement it in South Africa. But it shows you there's a lot of tension here. And... There's also the ANC has kind of made a rod for its own back out, went into coalition with the EFF, but didn't, you know, have any kinds of rules of engagement. I doubt there's any proper kind of coalition agreement. And I believe half the uh, MMC seats are, ANC, are held by the ANC and the other half are held by the EFF. But the EFF basically runs Echo Lenny, I believe. And there's another example. I think the mayor, I can't even remember his name. I mean, I live in Echo Lenny. Uh, the, the mayor's from the African Independent Congress, I think. That's also part of it. got 1% or 2% or something in the last local government election. So it's another guy who's just been put there so the ANC and EFF can tell him what to do. Just, you know, maybe turn a blind eye when pockets are being filled from uh, the municipal coffers and so on. And I think, you know, this is also, we, we might be seeing the, the death throes of uh, the ANC. Maybe not quite the death throes, but I think we definitely... We, we, we're not at the beginning of the end, but I think we're at the end of the beginning of ANC governance uh, in, in South Africa. And I think this is kind of part of it. The party doesn't seem to know what it's doing. EFF is running rings around it in Ekroleni. And yeah, I think, as I say, the ANC's made a rod for its own back by going into coalition with the EFF. Yeah, and 
you know, who knows? It's, uh, that could be part of what costs it in next year's election. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I'd be fascinated to see what the polling is like in Gauteng right now, because I suspect the ANC is not having a great time. Okay, that's all the time we have for today. We hope that you found this interesting. And that's a wrap. Thank you.